Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, this is attempt number two. Uh, boys, uh, how are we with this? Uh, with me this week is Jim. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good. And Blake. Hey, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, boys. Uh, we've already kind of done the niceties and stuff like that, but we'll do them again. Uh, how'd you find this week's round of rugby, boys? Excellent. Loved it. Some great wins. Some big losses, too. Mm. Some great wins. Mm. I'll, I'll address the, the, the podcast. This is our second attempt to recording audio tonight, so if we sound a little bit sour, it's because of that. And uh, obviously, the audio didn't work last week. Now, for anyone who's ever recorded a podcast or filmed anything, it is infuriating when you've just finished, you're happy with your job, or not happy, you know, but either way, it's done, um, and it doesn't work. So we apologise for no podcast last week, and we're apologising for a little short with each other this week, because it, it has been a frustrating endeavour trying to move this thing online, as our lives move further apart from each other. I miss you, boys. Oh, man. That's, yeah, that's deep, man, for early on in the podcast. That's that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been drinking. Uh, what are you drinking? Scotch, actually. Oh, really? Oh, Can recommend it. Is there a particular uh, uh, one that is your favourite tipple? I like the peaty scotches myself. Um, uh, are drink- you the kind of person that um, has proper rocks, or do you have ice cubes in your scotch? Ice, because I think the, the slightly melting water, if you can sip it at the right time, is just outstanding. Brings oh, ice flavor. You little bitch, man. Yeah, you just want to dilute it, do you? <laughs> hey, remember this old chest? That's Spain's reunion right now. Oh, um, yes, yes. Because what, yeah. they've got windy ice cubes in your scotch. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did, they did. Well, and a, uh, a, a massive two weeks of rugby, and I guess what, what we did on the last book, I thought didn't just fucking not record a minute ago, is we decided to sort of lump the two weeks in together to yarn about them in general. Um, so we yeah. have, for, for, for the competition, well, what we discussed a minute ago, and, and I'll try and not sound frustrated, is we discussed that it's a really hard competition to be a podcaster or to be a commentator because you want to come in here and you want to have big sweeping statements about who's the best, who's the worst, who's a bum, who should retire, uh, who's unstoppable, but but the way this competition is going, it, there's no obvious trends, and no one seems to be in a rich rain, vein of form, or so no one seems to continually suck, and it kind of makes you, I don't know, uh, you know, eating a bit of humble pie if you come in here and you say one thing's wrong, and then all of a sudden the rebels are good. And but the reason that that's the case, the reason, a big reason that that's the case is just the travel, man. There's no other comp in the world like it. Literally no other comp petition of sport in the world is how this one is. And it just plays a huge part on the bodies being such a physical game. There's no way they could back up week in, week out, no matter where they go. It's a bit fucked. To, to the demise of, of the competition, really. The sport is great, but, but I don't know if the best, no, the best team wins it every time, Crusaders, but the best team doesn't win every game. Can I ask, right, as, a, as a fan, though, from from your point, yeah, okay, you get you don't get to hyperbolize over a consistent basis, but do you love the fact that there is such the unknown that actually, uh, as a fan, you don't really know what's going to happen, so it makes it a little bit more intriguing. Oh, absolutely, and and it is it's part of the it's part of the appeal of Super Rugby that anything can happen. 
Um, but the last few years have felt a little more predictable. This year has really, really caught me off guard. There doesn't even seem to be, um, and this sounds like crazy, sounds like sacral, this doesn't even seem to be a dominant conference. Yeah, the definitely um, is. We haven't said the word conference in the last six weeks. Yeah, but no, arguably, I think that South African conference looks really, really strong when you look at the Jags, the Stormers, and the Sharks, who we'll talk about in a moment. Well, they're coming off a World Cup win too. Not to mention, not to mention that they're leaving Super Rugby and the Rugby Championship. They're making big bank here. They're doing the opposite to Foxtel. They're building their product up because they're about to sell it. (laughs) And then you look at New Zealand and uh, Crusaders dropped, Chiefs have dropped, Hurricanes have dropped, Um, Blues looking amazing whilst travelling. Kind of hard to predict. The Australian side's you think it's the downfall of the Rebels and the Tars, and they just bounce back. The Reds go from a record win, granted it was the Sunwolves, um, to being pushed back to reality. If you look at the Rebels, it looks like this season's in the toilet. Then they win in New Zealand. Yeah, big game. It's a hard one. It's just a hard competition, and, and, and that's not a criticism. It's not a complaint. Mm. Um, it just makes those general hyperbolic statements, you know, where we can just come in here and be fuckwits. It makes them hard. Yeah, but the Highlanders, if we just pause on that game for a second, Highlanders don't have a lot of names in their squad. And the Rebels were, this was it, man. This is like all the preseason that you've done. Is your season just going to flush down the toilet? You need to show up and fucking win. And the argument is that they only really won that because Callaway made two intercept tries at very, very key points of the game. To have it happen to you once Hello? is so gutting, yeah. Yeah? Hello? Yeah, I can oh, hear you. Fuck, I lost your boys. No, go on, you're good. I can hear you. Mm. You there? Oh, when he comes back. Oh. Yeah, perfect. And we're back again. So, Jim, what were you saying, sorry? Basically, that it was a do or die thing for the Rebels. I can't remember the whole grand scheme of the point. Um, the biggest thing the only one could tell away. Yeah, can I just Two intercept tries. The biggest thing for the Highlanders moving forward is is it's where does their season go from here? The, the James, their captain's out for the rest of the season because of the ankle injury that. that he's oh fuck! Right. That wasn't horrific. <laughs> horrific, mate. That was Sid Vicious and WCW. That was terrible. Yeah, he Dude, if I'm on that field, man, I retire that day. Mate, he hundred percent, mate. He I'm watching it. I retire. He fractured. And dislocated his ankle. Man. That's 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 just yeah. So, like he's out obviously for the season, like probably a year, something like that. So, where does their season go for them for the for the Highlanders? Can, right I, now? can I jump in and stop you for a second? There, you got to remember the Highlanders have two referees on the field at all times, which works greatly to their advantage with Aaron Smith. Can I just say, uh-huh. I, I, did, I, I saw you tweet him. Did he ever reply? That nothing, mate. Not interested. Yeah, he was in the he's, he's on the straight and narrow now. He is, isn't he? Um, and then the other point is, I'm not going to fucking let you shit on that for the Rebels, Jim. What reduces to two intercepts? There's a fucking they won in New Zealand, mate. Yeah, they did. Oh, Great. That's just incredible, man. Two, in, two intercepts count. That's not what I'm saying. I can't remember what I was saying actually. I'm off you, man. That was a fucking good effort. They played sick. They played sick for twenty minutes. Yeah. So who was yeah. um, who who was the standout performer? Was it Tamua? That was one of his better games. Was it Matt Phillip? Was it Nasarani? Uh, Tamua Tamua taken on the line is like fucking Godfather one and two, mm. isn't it? 
So was that was that partnership the Laura the Laurens Tumua partnership? Do you see it continuing to blossom, or is is that the best uh, that they can play? Not sold on Lawrence, but Tamua controlled that game. Looked like yeah. he what he was doing. Tom English adds a lot to that team too. Mm-hmm. He's criminally underrated. That bloke. The fucking the reason Reese Hodge ever gets picked over him is mm-hmm. beyond me. I just want to see some consistency with that partnership because you throw a gold jersey on both of them, they're going to spit out Godfather three. Yeah, to be shit out. That's for sure. <laughs> um, no, mate, settle with your gold jersey. I don't want Tom gold jersey, but I think the combination of Tamua Hodge makes. Tamua Meeks, English rather, no Hodge, needs time to blossom. Give it time. Give that thing time. Lawrence, there's certainly have no interest in wearing a gold jersey, but he's playing well and he needs to just build that combination. Yeah. Nasrani was awesome. The type five showed up. That's what that's what the difference was for the Rebels. We come in here and we talk about the back line. Back line, schmack line, man. Their forwards showed up mm. for Gamma Rugby. Can I also ask your opinion on, obviously you mentioned the two intercept tries and stuff like that, but do we actually need to credit, obviously, maybe their rush defence was a big improvement than obviously what it was the last few games as well? Do we need to uh, credit that where credit, you know, give credit where credit's due and say that that put pressure on the on the passing and that, that was one of the reasons why the intercepts came because of their rush defence? A little bit. Got- Island is appreciated attack. Yeah, and you've got to say that a lot of that was the result of some videotape during the week. Because mm. they were, if that pass got past him, they were in both times. Oh, they were in all sorts of trouble, yeah. Yeah, a huge, massive risk. That season on the line sort of shit. Love it. Leave your revisionist history at the door. It didn't happen, Jim. It didn't happen. Time for the Rebs. All oh, right. Um, yeah, mate, good, big, 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 big win for the Rebels. Um and, and don't discredit their loss to the Sharks either. They're a fucking good side, mate. I think they're... We'll, we'll talk to them maybe in segue to that Reds game now. Sharks and yeah, they lost and were never in that contest, but they, they played a decent game of rugby in Ballarat, the Reds. Ah, they were for shit. But the Sharks... Yeah, no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that at the time. I know I'm wrong because everyone said they played horrifically. But they were in the competition. I, I would argue they played to their potential in that game. The Sharks were just better. Yeah, can I, it's can chalk I and cheese. Up, have we uh, have we moved on from Highlanders? Uh, are we just uh, they're done? Yes, their season's yeah, got bored. I'm done. Yeah, the Highlanders suck. They didn't finish bottom of the uh, New Zealand Conference. They're done. Yes. Yeah, they're done. All right. Okay. Uh, talking but, of seasons done, is the red seasons done with another loss? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Uh, I disagree. You just love kick out. No, no, fuck you, Jim. No, I keep going. Save it. <laughs> um, I guess I disagree because I think uh, they should have won. They should have won that game in the first half. They dominated that game of rugby. Their lineout didn't function. Then in the second half, their bench is not up to it. James O'Connor went off injured. The Sharks smashed them. Full credit to the Sharks. They won comfortably. But had the Reds been up by the 20 points, they should have been at halftime when everything was going their way. They win that game. This season's on fire. They are where they are because they're a middle table comp, middle table team. Mm. Um, My and concern and, is yeah, that... It's a cliche. They're young. They are young, man. That bench comes on. They're fucking Colts players. My, my concern for them is, uh, is you think about Brad Thorne as a, as a rugby player, you know, um, he did all the all the things right as a, as a member of that top five. He scrummaged well, the line-out worked well. But my concern is that line-out did not function 
uh, very well at the weekend. You know, many underthrows, overthrows. Yeah, the Sharks got up. They're defensively a good liner uh, team, but just not good enough. And for a guy who was obviously a, a forward, I, I feel like that should be an area of strength, and it, it just didn't work very well this week. He seems to have a black check up there too. He can do whatever he wants. He's a little free from criticisms that other coaches would be exposed to. It's fucking terrifying, man. He's a scary guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the inaudible nature of his speech contributes to that. It definitely helps, it definitely helps. And, and even though he was a great line-out, man, I can that that the Kiwi line-out was so well-organised and structured, all he had to know was his role, not necessarily everyone else's. And Brad Thorne was pre-AHIA, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, look, the line-out didn't function and it cost them. I think they addressed that in the post-game interview. I don't think that'll be a going-on problem. I think Salakai Lotto comes back into the row... Problem solved. Hawkins why did he? Why did he come off the bench? I think they were trying to blood Hawkins, and he just got pumped, mate. He got absolutely pumped. This uh, was a, a must-win game. Why would you bench that dude? Why would you take Tate McDermott off in the fifty-eighth or whatever it was? Well, that's my point, and I think that's where everything went wrong for them. The James O'Connor injury was unplanned, and that cost them. But what cost them for me was premeditated selection decisions it was like they were looking at the excel spreadsheet at the start of the season to time everyone's minutes lotto was an australian player who needed to play hawkins needed to come off the bench Hooper, that kid's got potential man but he's a fucking 19 year old he just got pumped it was embarrassing he got absolutely tooled up the 21 so they go on Um. from having the strongest scrum in the competition till their bench props come on and arguably they got the worst comp Scrum in the competition, so they are—they don't have the troops to replace them. So they need to be making those subs at the seventy minute, the seventy-fifth minute. Yeah. Um, yeah Bradford seem to have premeditated these yeah, decisions. Yeah, the other props have the legs to be able to last seventy minutes. Like you look at around well, the two world, played eighty or something. Yeah, but that's what, yeah, but the other guys as well, Murphy as well. He didn't play very well. Didn't throw very well in the lineout. Like no, he does. He didn't. Yeah, I didn't love Dubo's work rate either. I wasn't in love with this today or that day. J.P. Smith needs to play more minutes. I have no idea why he went off the field. I have no idea why he went off the field. He's a bloke who should be able to play 65, 70 minutes. Should. Um, the key word there is should, absolutely. But he didn't look tired when he came off. To me, it felt premeditated by Thorne. It, wasn't, it didn't look like a thing on his fitness. It looked more like, well, we'll give Hooper 30 minutes this week. To, to build on um, your point, though, about the premeditated nature of the substitutes and talking about, obviously, the scrum half, you know, obviously... Uh, um, uh, McDermott. What? What is? Is he the number one ranked um, scrum half in the pantheon of, of scrum halves right now? Is he the number one player? Well, he's the leading try scorer of all all conferences, all teams. Uh, he sorts out his passes. Um, when he gets a bit tired, he passes a little bit high, um, which I think is why he got subbed. Should have never been subbed. You've lost your ten. Don't confuse the team anymore by replacing your nine. It was a crazy. Yeah, you get tired. It's more moderate your workload than just fucking pick your moments a bit better. He's a gun player, mate. He's a gun gun player, but his passing game can, can disappear a little bit. And their, their exit kicking was really poor, and I think it added the pressure on that. Man, they kick their goals and they execute two more lineouts. They're ahead by 14. So this thing's game over. Shut the gate. The Reds are on fire. That's wild. They didn't. And Sharks, and, and this is the point I want to get to, is the Sharks are quality, quality, quality rugby side. They've got a forward pack that can match up with anyone, not 
they're dominant, but they can match it with anyone. Ten who can kick a goal from anywhere, who kicks well ball out of hand as well. They've got a 12 who's a semi-trailer. A back three that can score from anywhere, and they've got the best defensive line in the competition. They're the only team to seem to have learnt from the World Cup that quick D line is effective. Um, they were like they're the Reds' big brother. They just bullied them. They were out physical. They bullied the Rebels the week before. They're a bloody good side, so that's why you can't be too harsh on the Reds. Um, I think if they kept their full complement on, didn't fuck up the benches, the line-out was on that. They'd probably get this one done, but they didn't, and the Sharks put them away. That's what the Sharks do. We need, and, uh, look, I'm not denying and I'm not disagreeing with you. I think they're a very good outfit, and I agree with what you just said. However, is it slightly tempered by the fact that the teams that they play, they played the Bulls, you know, not a very good South African team. Uh, they're bottom of the South African Conference. They played the Highlanders, bottom of the New Zealand Conference. They played the Rebels. Uh, they played the Canes and lost. So is it is that view slightly tempered by that? I'm having a bit of deja vu, but you can only beat who you're playing, man. <laughs> that's a very good point, Richard. And and that's the problem with the comp so far. You want to get on here and you want to be a bit arrogant with your commentary and you want to talk up, talk up a side like the Sharks because they're the only ones winning on tour. And you're right. They've only beaten shit teams. Did Dupree you know? used to play for them? Did they get rid of Dupree in you know, that big seven? Uh, mate, yeah, that's your conference. Dupree, wasn't it the Dupree brothers? Wasn't that yeah, brothers? they got rid of. I think they've gotten rid of both of them. Maybe they've gone to earn some money somewhere overseas. Let's be honest. But still, man, they were in that side for a long time. They've never looked this good. Mm. No, and they, they've kept a lot of their South African players who were in the World Cup. So maybe. maybe but their whole team doesn't have that many South African players. They're like the South African second fifteen, the Sharks. Um, but they seem to be building something really, really well. I mean, they rested Mapimpi in this game and still carved. Um, so, I don't know. The Reds, yeah, they lost. They're a mid-table comp team. That's what they are. And that's okay because they're is it, building. Is it okay, though? You know, Brad Thorne's been there long enough now. Is that okay to be a mid-table team? Or But that's what I mean. He's got a blank check, man. Yeah, it is because they've lost Simon oh. Krevy, the best player in Australia, and their best player... He's injured for the season. They couldn't have banked on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's all right. It's fine. That They should have. They probably should have won one more game from where they are now. But that's. But you, of all people, have said on this podcast before, you don't accept mediocrity. You are someone who's consistently striving to achieve the top and to be in those upper echelons, and they're not in there. They're in a mid-table team, and surely that is not what elite sport is about. So he's not. It's really- not, but they're 21 years old, man. But you can't, the how best long can you run that argument? They're, they're young, they're young, they're learning. Like, how long? You look back to, to use a football reference, a soccer reference. Like, they came out, Manchester United had a bunch of young players and they won the league. They they And it was, you can't win anything. The famous phrase was, you can't win anything with kids. And then they did. Like, how much, How long can you use that excuse that they just Yeah, but it, Brady's out for the season for the Patriots. How do they go? Actually, put in, put in and three, man. <laughs> Is that where they went? No, I'll go fourteen and two. <laughs> I was going to say you're not doing that without Brady. They uh, did. Bra- Brady will be playing for the Titans next year, mate. Anyway, um, they- you reckon you'll follow where the cash goes? Yes, mate. Oh, that's crazy shit, man. Surely him and Belichick are tight. That's not. Nah. No, man. Belichick, man, they're all just numbers to him. They're yeah, all just actors and O's. You reckon Belichick's got any emotions? He doesn't even understand what an emotion is, let alone how. Yeah. It 
Yeah, similar to Brad Thorne in that respect, except you can understand Belichick. Yeah, and Belichick's actually successful. You guys watch the uh, Aaron Hernandez doco on Netflix? Yeah, I watch that shit. That's wild, man. No, wild. No, we didn't. Yeah, it's wild. It's only three episodes worth of watch, man. That's loose. How is irrational some of his decision-making? That blows my mind. The, the saddest part was it was just deep-seated family and cultural homophobia. Yeah. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking, man. Dude, I just watched really that Gabrielle Fernandez shit on Netflix, too. All I of that shit. I look for that. I'm not in for that. that it's a brutal it. watch, but all that shit is deep-seated homophobia, too. How messed up is society, yo? How messed up is society? I loved how we went from talking about the Sharks and the Reds to, to Aaron Hernandez. He's a fucking... He was an athlete, though, wasn't he? He was a very good athlete. They all are. Grant you and stick dicks and 270, not an ounce of fat. Did you see that you see guy the, the, the color, combine? The did you watch combine, the, yeah. Did you watch the combine? That dude who's a massive dude, but he can shift. I can't remember his name, but some guy... Works or something? Yeah, yeah I watched oh that. Yeah. But I saw um old mate from the American Sevens. I saw his numbers from the combine. No one's beaten him in the 40-yard dash for like 10 years. John Ross. No, Carlin Isles from the... Um, American Sevens rugby side. What did he run? 4.13. Ah, oh, that's quick. Very quick, man. Hey, Very Jim, don't you, put, don't you run that? I used to, man. Yeah. I'm doing long distance. i got that half marathon coming up. Oh, right. Hang on. You decided not to go with the full one then, no? Nah. Mm, okay, sure. No, I couldn't, get, I couldn't get through a marathon, boys. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, um, all right, should we jump into the, uh, the TARS lines? I think my big takeaway from this one, and, and we've been brutal, brutal, brutal on the TARS. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I think the one thing that we haven't acknowledged or simply said about TARS and tweeted about it a bit on the weekend, um, is they're a dry rugby side. They have a tiny pack that's incredibly mobile and has really good feet. They have a skillful back line that is pretty quick out wide they play fast rugby they don't have a good line out they don't have a good scrum they don't have a good maul they are good at rugby it would be an awesome if it was tennis side they'd be one of the best teams in the comp when it's dry they play well when it was dry in canterbury they played they played pretty well they played the crusaders they lost when it rained they looked fucking horrendous in those two games um against the rebels and the blues this was dry they what played six for the first 20. A few things broke down after that. What did you boys um, think of the comment that um, Chris Whitaker came out with and said, uh, the attack coach said, the boys just got sick of it and they took control. And they revealed it was a player-led revolution that, that ultimately sparked the, the win, apparently. What does that say about the quality of coaching that potentially is going on in the, in the Waratahs right now? I don't know, man. Cobain. Cobain's in there. It's got to be decent. Wow. COVID is terrifying that way. What worries me, and I said around one was Penny was like, well, the key to round two, the key to beating the Blues was the set piece. Hang on, what? And I've just never got my head around that. Like, how he doesn't get it at all, does he? No, he really doesn't. Um, so, yeah, the, look, guitars look good on a fast track. Mm. I think if they're allowed to play, they're going to look pretty good. What, um, what Harrison you... played his best game yet. Yeah, I was just about like to say that. about Harrison. Where, what, what's his uh, ceiling? You reckon? It's huge. It's really huge. I think he, if he was behind the Brumbies pack, 
kid look outstanding right now. Mm. He's a god. He doesn't mind to tackle that kid. Doesn't mind to clean out. There's a lot to like about him. Kicks well out of hand. Um, good, good, good player. Very excited. There's lots of positives for the Tars moving forward from that one game. Does Curly Bill's star continually start to diminish? Again, I thought he played well because it was dry. He's the last bloke in Australia I pick if it's wet. Mm. Down the line, I pick a proper fullback before I pick Curly Bill if it's raining. Um, in a bit of space, in the dry, he's a good player. Mm. Um, it's interesting, though, and it's funny watching this new generation of, of tens in Australia. And I know Connor and Tamura are not new gen, um, but they've sort of found their way to ten recently. Lalesio, Harrison, Tamua, O'Connor, all tackle and all play a physical game. Hamish Stewart too. Hamish Stewart loves it, mate. We just went a generation of Quaid, Beal, Leofano and Foley who all hid from tackling. Even Leofano, man. Leofano did not hide from tackling. Didn't hide, but didn't wasn't physical, didn't win contact. Mm-hmm. Um, now it looks like we've got four five eights that are like, yeah, fuck, I'll just, yeah, no worries. Send the traffic, all good. My just concern is just the, they will run at that 10 all day, and those boys are quite small, and I just don't think it's a sustainable model to have a 10 who's small but very willing to tackle. Mm-hmm. So I think no, I love benefits that. from hiding. No, I love that shit. What worries me, though, on that vein is Carmichael Hunt's one of those blokes. He's, he seems so obsessed with winning the contact that he lets his attack go missing. Like, he forgets he's supposed to run into space and put guys in holes. And I even remember when I think he was about 19 in the origin, the talk was New South Wales are going to run at him all day. Fuck, he showed up, tackled everyone, but did nothing in attack. He made right. his job to defend it. And I feel like he does that at the Waratahs a bit. He loves putting a shot on. Um, and taking the ball to the line. But he kind of just forgets that, that he needs to be a ball player too. Um, and I, I see a little bit of that with Carmichael. I think he needs to... I don't know, it, it feels like everything's a test of his toughness or something. Just fucking play the ball, mate. Mm. Um, I'd like to see a bit more of that with him. So, I don't know. Tars play well. Lions are fucking terrible, though. Can I ask him, before we go into the Lions, what, what do you think of old um, Ang- Ang- Angus Bell? Obviously, very athletic. Um, but still got lots of room for improvement in terms of uh, set piece and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on him? Outstanding. I mean, he's 120 kilos and moves like a winger. Mm. His dad's the scrum coach, so you know when he was five, he was learning scrum technique. The sky is the absolute limit for that kid. He's mm. going to be incredible. But, but I don't like, and I don't know if this is prejudice. I don't like props getting too many minutes. Um, Doesn't, that go against your argument. With... Doesn't that go against your argument earlier on? You just said you wanted the Reds props to play 80 minutes. <laughs> no, no, they're young props I don't want on the field. I'm saying I want Hooper not on. He should be playing Colts. I want J.P. Smith, who's 30, playing 80 minutes. Okay. Super, who's played 50 games, to play 80 minutes. I don't want Johnson, Holmes, Bell and Hooper playing 80 minutes around. I think... Good for their development to be in and around the squad and getting some minutes. Um, I, I worry that props being blooded that early dents their confidence, wrecks their technique, builds a perception with referees, uh, and is bad for their physical development. I think 
I, I, I don't know. It's, it could be my prejudice. I don't mind an 18-year-old winger, um, but I, I think it's problematic with front rowers. Um, and you saw it with Hooper from Queensland. That kid's clearly a freak. If he was playing under 20s, my God, he'd be unstoppable. But you put him up and next 128 kilo South African, and he's just going to get destroyed every scrum because he's still got 15 kilos to put on, and that takes two or three years. Um, and I don't know, Angus Bell, mate, the sky's the absolute limit with that kid, but I worry that he's, you know, a year or two off being where he needs to be. But you look at, like, someone like Tupo, yeah, he did struggle in the set piece for a year or two. Now he's incredibly dominant. So, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just my, my prop prejudice. Maybe. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, um... I just worry about now he's a bit of a star, scoring two tries, dad's the coach, that all the stars will fall on him, and like you said, he'll fail, and we won't see him for five years. No, I mean, I'm on him, but I mean, Johnson Holmes is my prime example on the other side of the scrum. He's the gun prop, man. He just was a bit shit for three years. Yeah, he was was a bit shit for three years. Um, And is he coming on now because of those three years, or... Would have done more for his confidence if he was making his way into the team now, having already developed and, and grown physically. I mean, he's got another five kilos to put on himself. But you never know; he might have he might have stagnated in the uh, in that system and then not made the growth that he's made this year. But, exactly, exactly. So it's just, yeah, absolutely. It's just again we're guesstimating. Um, but I do think I do think every position in the field does there's a recommended age for it. Like, I reckon you could work out at what position is the pinnacle age that you can be for that position. And I reckon props 31, 32, um, where I reckon winger's probably 10 years younger than that. Jason Leonard style. See, I would, yeah. disagree. I would disagree with the wingers role because I understand what you're saying in terms of their fast twitch fibres being explosive, etc. But you still need to learn the, the game and trying to... Um, I still think that age of twenty six is still a, a is still a, a peak year for most for most positions. Mate, it's, that to me just comes down to injury. If they've been fresh from twenty two to twenty six, absolutely, you're one hundred percent right. But if they're twenty six and they've done four MCLs, two ankles, a shoulder, and an ACL, no, they're not how's, as quick as they were at twenty two. How's your and knee? And that matters on the work. How's your knee? That's no, all good, mate. Oh. All good. I was just carrying on. Uh, do you want to yeah. push on to the next game? Yeah, but congratulations to the Tars. Um, as an important win. We didn't touch on the Lions. They're fucking terrible. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Tars played well, and they deserve some credit for that because we were riding their season off. Um, again, I do worry for the Tars that if they come up against a good pack, they're, they're in trouble. But if they play shit packs, they'll be quite strong. And I think maybe that's what we've got to consider this season. Mm. Do you know what? Fuck this shit pack, good pack shit. The Tars suck. <laughs> yeah, you just hate the Tars, though, Jim, isn't it? I have to say, I'm looking forward to this uh, Friday night's game. I think it'll be a good game, Tars Chiefs. If it's a flat track, nice and dry. Yeah, I think Chiefs will have muscle in, but I think there'll be a lot of razzle dazzle. Is that in um, Waikato? No, well, uh, Wollongong. Yeah, it's down double header. After the oh, double head. header, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Standing to go to, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. That's a great stadium, too. Mm. Um, do you want to just skip over the next game quite quickly? Just, you know, Hurricanes. We can make some, uh, some really 
terrible pun. I don't know. They were swept them, the sun wolves away, or they something. I don't know. Blew them Fucking away destroyed them, Richard. Yeah. Took them to the RSPCA. They really did, mate. They took them to the RSPCA. Yeah, rained on their sun or something. I don't know. We just... That was in Paris. Yeah, sorry. In embarrassing. I don't think Vince Arso got tackled once all the Marpy in the game. No. Would you tackle I've him? been on the I've been the Sunwolves. I've played that game. And it is just terrible. Mm. When just tackling becomes optional. They were fucking destroyed. I mean hurricanes were champagne, but there's like the podcast that never got released. We were so on the reds. It's not really an indication of anything, is it? Yeah, but is it more of an indication of the rebels that they lost to the Sunwolves? Again, and I don't know if I said this last week and it never came out, Summers are always going to be good for two rounds because no one's got any continuity. So their lack of continuity doesn't matter. Mm. Everyone in their team's quite experienced. They could catch you on the hop weeks one or two. No one was an international, so they probably had a big preseason. As this season goes on, their season is going to get worse and worse and worse. And those poor cunts can't even go home because of the coronavirus. They are going to keep getting... The, pull them. Pull them out of the cop right now. <laughs> That's so harsh, man. No, it's hard. terrible, man. They got pumped. Yeah, because Sunwolves will, will be back next year. Just through replacement. Through just... No, man. That, that was... Jesus. Brumby's going to murder them this weekend. Also, looking forward to that game down at Wollongong, too, as you said. Uh, oh, that'd be a oh fuck, that'd be good fun, wouldn't it? Mm. What if no one shows up? But well, it is tough. I mean, we were talking about going. I can't go for other reasons, but you, you couldn't get there anyway at two thirty from work. No, you couldn't. Mm. I don't like you know. I don't mind a Ruben Wiki as much as an Expo, but you can't you can't do it. You can't Just kick off two thirty. I think so. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah, two forty-five. I think it is. Yeah. What's the unemployment rate down there? It's going to be very, high. There's going to be a lot of doctors' notes. I think going to be right now on Friday. You don't, you don't need him in the goal. <laughs> right. No one in the goal listens to this. That is rugby league heartland. We're safe as houses. Yeah, it very much so is. Talking of uh, safe as houses, uh, are the Blues finally safe as houses to make the playoffs this year? No, because that conference is, is, is bullshit hard. I know we said the conferences are a bit all over the place. I know members are podcasting it recorded. Um, no, because they've just got to beat a few Kiwi sides to get there. Um, but, God, they're, they're looking all good, aren't they? They're, they're tight fives coming good. Mm. Um, and Perifetta is like, you've got dancing shoes on. That winger, holy moly, he's got some feet on him. The Blues. I just watched the highlights. This, man, I hate that you can't watch all the African games because this should have been a belter of a game. Mm. Yeah, and by all intents and purposes, it was a belter of a game, wasn't it? But it definitely wasn't up at the correct time to watch it. No, but huge for the Blues, and, and it's nice to see the Blues performing. I do, I do worry for the Blues though, because from what I can see, and again, it could just be the highlights, but Black and Perifetta are the best two players. And, then, um, and what, then just bring Bowden in at 15, mate. That's not a bad bad thing to do. But that's have. where Perifet is playing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It makes it... Make, I mean, he's just playing golf, I think, as far as I can tell. Mm. Uh, but their wingers are outstanding. They had Yuani back. 
this week at 13. I think that's his best position at the moment, where he is in his career. Um, and two Polo 2 in the forward pack are delivering, so good on them. Big loss for the Stormers, though. We were on, we were uh, big time uh, on them the first couple of weeks, but yeah, they've. Uh, uh, wasn't a great performance, was it? And we were shitting on the Blues, so it's hard. Mm. I've got a soft spot for the Blues. I haven't actually seen the Stormers play at full eighty, so it's very hard to comment on how good they are. I've only seen scores. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Let's be honest. It's going to be a big game. I think the Blues play the Canes this week in Wellington after a travel after travelling back. So that's a big game for them. Yeah, that is a, it's a tough one though. But that's is Bowden coming back for that? No, mate, he's playing golf. Yeah, he's trying to get his handicap down, mate. Yeah. Where's my mind? Why, why promote the signing if he's not playing? I don't know. Bums on seats, mate. Yeah. Um, do you want to push to uh, Bulls Haguaras? Um, Bulls again. I didn't watch it. Bulls fucking suck. Yeah, Bulls not very. They are a load of it. Um, not very good. Not very good. But this is where the Hags, man, they, they will be in the picture come season end. They just win their home games. They, they win on the road against shit teams. That's all they need to do. What did you think of the, my, my input on this, by the way, because I didn't didn't watch this game live. What was the, what did you think of the Bulls shirt? Bullshit. Nice. <laughs> I can't, I can't be that, can I? Um, before we move on to next round or anything, special mention to the Brumbies. We literally did an hour and a half on it last week, but that win in New Zealand against the Chiefs was, I think I said at the time, that I thought I had my Fox IQ on times two speed. They were just playing such quick clinical rugby. Their set piece is incredible. That back row is amazing. It was just so pleasing to see. As a Brumbies fan, I, I just wouldn't feel right not acknowledging that win in New Zealand. And I know the Rebels got one down this weekend, and that was also incredible. Chiefs and the Highlanders are two different beasts. Yeah, it's not about what you do. It's about who does it first, and the Brumbies did it first. They did it first. Um, That's so... definitely not the saying. <laughs> What's the saying? <laughs> I, I'm going with that. I love that. That's, I'm definitely going with that. That's cool. That's no, a great saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so fucking good on the Brumbies, good on the Rebels. It builds faith in the Australian system. And I think that's why the Reds' loss was so disheartening because, you know, we're going to come on here 3-0 and against international sides. Wouldn't that good? Team, and the team that had the bye won in New Zealand the week before. Fucking how good. Yeah. Um, and then the Reds just sort of capitulated. Most um, successful weekend for Australian rugby as in terms of super rugby since... It feels like a while, man. It feels like a while. I don't, I don't 2014? Know. It feels like a while. Yeah, I was thinking um, that grand final 2014. Yeah, look. We went 1-0 we went that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did go 1-0. <laughs> um, yeah, pleasing, pleasing, exciting stuff. Um, you know, especially the win against the Chiefs. And, and we spoke about continuity and combinations and the Chiefs to change their sides, but fuck it, the Brumbies got it done. It was sensational. Yeah, quick push to next week then. So we're all going to go Brumbies over the Wolves, aren't we? Yeah, down in the Yeah, game, I'm, I'm upset I'll miss it. Like, Me too, actually. We're it's still going to be at work. It's a good trio, by the way. Sunwolves, Brumbies, followed by Crusaders, Reds, who we're all going to go for Crusaders, and then Waratahs, Chiefs, and we're all going to go for the Chiefs. Settle, so, settle so. down. I haven't ruled out the Reds. What's happening between the end of the Brumbies game and the start of the Tars game? Mate, they're all going to the pub. 
There's just like an hour there where... What? Half an hour, mate. Wollongong. Yeah. You know. Oh, good old mining town like Wollongong. Yeah, 2.45, then you're, they'll finish at 4.45. There you go, 20 minutes before the Crusaders-Reds game. There you go. God, I hope the Reds are competitive in that. God, I hope that. Okay, you may hope it. Are they going to be? No. Yeah, just not for 80. I actually think they will be. I think their set piece will hold strong. There's no way. Brad Thorne's a fucking psychopath. There's no way that line-out's going to suck again. Um, the scrum because will hold just, up. They just murder, man. They're, they're yeah. 10, 12, 13, 15 is scary shit. Here's my read. Reds are down by five or six at half time. Reds lose by 21 plus at full time. But I think they'll be in the fight. Did you just say they're going to lead at half time? No, they'll be down by five or six. Oh, just, sorry. you know, okay. penalty, a try, not much in it. And then I just think that the difference is that final 20. The Reds haven't played 80 this season. The bench, I've said it, mate, they're Colts players. They don't have the physicality to do it, and it just fucks their continuity. I got I got the Crusaders scoring points early. Yeah, so I like to. Nah, I'll, I'll fucking put some money against you. Crusaders. Can I just, can I just ask you, how did the Crusaders do this weekend? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. They had a buy to prepare for mm. this week. Just lick their lips. Yeah. How was Hunter Paisami while we're on the Reds, but yeah, I like what I'm saying. Oh my god, I like he runs some lines. That kid. So really, really like that just kid. Just to confirm. We're all going for a Crusaders win. Yes. Okay. Waratahs, Chiefs. 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 Uh, Canes, mm. Blues. Canes. You've got to think the travel's too much. Yeah. Blues spending two weeks in South Africa, then the travel. Hurricanes. You know what? You're going to start playing the Sun Wolves. Does something new. You get a bit cocky. No. Uh, next. <laughs> Rebels. I'm going Rebels. Rebels, Lions. At the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium, you're going with the Rebels? Both going with Rebels? Yep. Yeah, Lions are terrible. Janchi's is legit. He's still a very good football player. What a gentleman. I'm going to be the one that just throws it out. I reckon the Lions can't be that bad two weeks in a row, so I'm going to go Lions. I think you've jumped on the bandwagons of suddenly the Rebels being. Jim a minute ago told me the only reason why they won in Dunedin because it was two intercept tries, so I'm going with the Lions. Um, Shark. You too. I'm done with this negativity. The Rebels were sensational last weekend. They've been good all season. I said the Rebs. Yeah, the Rebs. I mean, picking Hodges, they, uh, that's the shit I worry about. Can I also just say, I know that there wasn't a podcast last week, but you just said that you were on the Rebels all season. Like, that's definitely a lie. Where's the audio, man? <laughs> Check the tapes, man. Hey. Check the tapes. I have your audio, remember, mate. I can publish it if you want. <laughs> push up, push up. Uh, Sharks, Haguaras. Travel. Travel's tough for the Sharks here. They're, well, they're away for a month. They haven't shot for five weeks. Yeah, let's go. Haguaras. Yeah, they're, they're already in South Africa having a nice time. So, yeah. Hagiwaris. No, I'm going the Sharks. I'm going the recently shot Sharks. Okay. Jim? I'm going the recently shot Sharks, too. Okay. Um, the battle of two very bad teams, but one of them's Kiwi, so I'm going with the Highlanders just because they're Kiwi. Bowls will come into this one, so I'm going to go Bulls here. First time I'm picking yeah. them. Oh, yeah, Bulls here too. Is it the uh, final round of the Six Nations this weekend, or is that another week off? No, nah, we got we got two weeks left, haven't we? 
Let's stretch that out a bit, don't they? Well, they played two rest one, don't they? Yeah, but I'm sure we've still got... Yeah, we, uh, we didn't play this weekend, so we're, and they got another one. The biggest thing is actually whether what will happen this year, because... Um, Obviously, with Italy with the coronavirus, what's going to happen with uh, with they with their with their two games? Because England play. Give the hot tip. Don't play in Italy. Yeah. Well, then, what are they going to do? Just cancel the the game? I don't know. Like, what are they going to do? This coronavirus is full on, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. From a, like, a human point of view, not just because it's ruining the Six Nations, but yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I'm going to have to throw this out there. Playing Italy, he don't play in Italy. Italy are losing. So. Yeah, so do you just award Ireland and England the points then? Well, yeah, well, I mean, scrap that game. What do you need that game? Well, yeah. potentially, because Ireland will need to beat Italy, and then that will take it to I'll the I'll give you the hot tip. They're beating Italy. Yeah, but then what point value do you give them? Because then if they beat France in the last game, then it comes down to points for and against. Surely you just play it away from home. Okay. Don't you? Well, I don't know, like, because you're still going to have Italian people who might have contracted the virus coming into Ireland as, as, um, as obviously fans. So do you just play it in a without without any away fans? Yeah, just ban them. Just ban them, I reckon. Or go to like a neutral territory, China or something. <laughs> Smart man, you are, Jim. Smart man. Ideas, man. Ideas, man. Yeah. Uh, solve problems. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys. Well, I enjoyed the chat. Any other rugby news before we go? I think that was all. That's it. I'm just off McKellar being all the talk for he wants to coach the Wallabies and shit. Just let them win, man. Yeah, they're talking of pulling him from the Brumbies, bringing him on as assistant forwards coach for the Wallabies with a look to take over the Wallabies. Guys, we saw this. We saw it with Larkham. giving a mess. Imagine if you're the fucking Penny Rennie dude, whatever his name is. You'd be so off it. Just to just confirm, money, that, Penny, just just to to confirm that two different people, Penny and Rennie, yes? Well, you hire the same dude with the same name in the same year. I'm going to fuck it up. Right. Both KV. Okay. Um, just last thing, I know we're going off topic from rugby, by the way. Um, let's be honest, uh, Australia, the, the Australian women's cricket, did you see they ended up being in the semi-final? It's probably yeah, at least Barry did her hammy. Yeah, she did her hammy, but it probably didn't mean England are going to play Australia, probably, in a final. Are you looking forward to that if that occurs? Yeah, they've been playing at odd times. I'm finding it hard to keep up. Why is it so late? I can't work that out either. I know, I was watching England, um, uh, England who do they play? West Indies are like, seriously, 10 o'clock at night at uh, Sydney Showground, and there was no one there. I felt bad for him. Yeah. Of course there's no one there. It's, it's well past my bedtime. Mm. Like now. Madness. Madness. Oh, yeah, I'm very tired. Mm. Very tired. That's why you had the scotch. Indeed. All right. Uh, all right, yeah. boy. Good to chat, boys. Uh, catch you later, all right? Catch ya. Yeah, all right. Bye.